0: limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show
1: it is rob carson show hey guys it's already wednesday can you believe it and unfortunately there's been a cancellation there's been a cancellation hogan's heroes has been canceled for the second time i'm talking about larry hogan The rhino governor for the uh, state of Maryland. His chosen candidate, whose uh, last name, oddly enough, is Schultz. So, uh, Hogan's hero, Kelly Schultz, was defeated handily by Dan Cox. I'm not going there. (laughs) <laughs> what Maryland needs is a really big, a non-rhino governor. Is what it needs. So there you go. So uh, Hogan's heroes were uh, were canceled again for the second time. Dan Cox in Maryland. This is uh, you know I'm bringing this up today. I know we we're a national show, but these have uh, uh, these have national implications. These uh, these races. Dan Cox uh, beat Larry Hogan's candidate Kelly Schultz by sixteen points. And um, oddly enough, uh, Dan Cox was endorsed by Donald Trump. And uh, I told you yesterday, I said, if you hear ads in your state, if you live in Maryland, for instance, or you live in wherever, and, and there is a, a rhino running and there is a Trump conservative running, uh, all of the long guns are coming out for the Trump conservative, and you can, you can hear it in the ads. They're like, vote for the, the Trump. If you vote for him, it's, it's a vote for defeat. You're going to get defeated and all that. And I mentioned yesterday that thus far this electoral season, uh, Donald Trump is 100. I think it's 141 and 10, I believe. No, 147 and 10. His endorsement record is 147 and 10. And everybody is saying, well, I mean, I know he's 147 and 10 in primaries, but when it comes to, you know, November, then, you know, it's going to completely fall apart. No, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. In Texas, Trump, Trump has gone 33 and 0. Indiana, 6 and 0. Uh, Ohio, 16 and 0. Kentucky, 6 and 0. Alabama, uh, the he was swinging hammer, uh, 6 and 0. Arkansas, 5 and 0. California, What? Yeah, 8-0, oh. Trump candidates in California. Representative Connie Conway's special election victory did that. My home state of Iowa, 4-0, 4-0. Oh. Oh. So Cox was the only candidate on Trump's backing in a contest Tuesday night. Hanley beat out Schultz, who served as Secretary of Labor, Licensing, and Regulation, and the Secretary of Commerce during different points of Hogan's administration. Hogan! <clears throat> Uh, and the race became a microcosm of something much larger happening in the GOP: is the uh, America First movement and Republican establishment battle for soul of the party. Well, uh, the uh, establishment Republicans, the rhinos, the Liz Cheney's, uh, and whatnot, the Mitt Romneys are done. They are. They got the turkey thermometer is sticking out. The internal temperature is about a buck sixty-five. Pull that bird out of the oven because it's all over. The victory signals that conservatives in Maryland are uh, more aligned with Trump than the departing governor. Now, I did not live in Maryland when Larry Hogan was the governor. Uh, Larry Hogan was uh, a sympathetic character at the very beginning. I was glad to see a Republican in there. The band beat cancer. It was pretty great, pretty tough to do when you're a governor to battle cancer. So kudos to him. Fantastic. And then uh, then he went on to basically wreck the state and uh, become essentially the Joe Scarborough of Maryland, uh, shutting down the state. With uh, regard to COVID, instead of having, um, how do I say this gingerly, balls, without having the balls to say, you know what, I'm going to follow DeSantis' lead. I'm going to follow christy Noem's lead. I'm going to actually do some research instead of uh, listening to woke idiots uh, with regard to COVID. I'm going to close down all the restaurants in the state of Maryland. I'm going to close down everything in the state of Maryland. I used to live in Montgomery County. Montgomery County is still a, sh- a uh, bleep show. Montgomery County is still a bleep show. Show and Larry Hogan presided all over the nonsense. All of the nonsense belongs to Larry Hogan. All of the uh, the school closings, all of the uh, the BS that's been able to continue in uh, in Maryland with regard to CRT, with uh, with regard to crime in cities like Baltimore and whatnot. All of that has happened under the guys, not under the guys, under the uh, leadership of Larry Hogan. And I ask you to name something in Maryland other than the rain tax that he apparently was able to put the kibosh on because it was so unbelievably, extraordinarily stupid and wasteful, and the public outcry was so great that he had to do something about it. So Dan Cox steps in, gets uh, Trump's endorsement, and uh, beats Kelly Schultz by 16 points. Now the next thing that's going to happen in Maryland and other states is all of the ads saying that the candidate you selected has no chance of winning. That's going to be the next thing. The candidate that you chose, Dan Cox, has no chance of winning. No chance of winning at all, when actually the opposite is true. Oh, and this has got some heads exploding in Washington. Listen to this. Washington State Democrats are furious after Republican activists announced that they are organizing surveillance teams to record ballot box uh, uh, boxes around the state. So kind of like what Dinesh D'Souza did like the FBI did going after January the 6th protesters, they did. They used the same cell phone data to track January 6th protesters and arrest them in their homes and find them anywhere, even if they just walked into the Capitol, invited by police, which now we know that AOC says actually happened. AOC literally said that Capitol Police were apparently in cahoots with authorities to let the protesters into the building. He said it, or she said it twice. And now, of course, uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza used that same sort of uh, data to show that all over the country there are these, uh, these ballot stuffers, and what they'd do is they'd get a whole bunch of ballots, they'd go to ballot boxes, they'd drop them in the ballot boxes, and they had rubber gloves on. And they'd take the rubber gloves off and throw them in a nearby trash can after they deposited multiple ballots in these unmanned ballot boxes. And that's how the uh, 2020 election was stolen. Yeah, I say that. You know why I say it? Because I'm not Stupid. So anyway, for years, Washington State, like its neighbor, Oregon, they started their mail-in ballot schemes, uh, That, and, and, and oddly enough, no Republican has won statewide office for those states for some reason. I, why is that possible? Uh, Democrats in the state pay, passed uh, legislation that allows people to drop off legal mail-in ballots for other voters with no restrictions, and people are wondering why there are no Republicans winning statewide. Well, Republican activists in Washington state are organizing surveillance of election ballot drop boxes, raising concerns about possible voter intimidation, like the Black Panthers in 2008 with, uh, in Philadelphia, standing in front of the polling place with batons in hand to warn off Republicans who might vote against. Or for the opponent of Barack Obama. Signs were posted over the weekend near ballot boxes in uh, several Seattle area locations with red letters warning that the boxes are, quote, under surveillance. And saying that money for, accepting money for harvesting or depositing ballots, like George Soros and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the Facebook founder did, essentially said it may violate federal law. Uh, a scannable code on the sign uh, leads to the King County Republican Party website and a form encouraging people to submit election incidents reports, including photos and video, like they did in 2020. They even had oh, a couple thousand sworn uh, uh, affidavits saying that they saw election fraud still ignored. King County election spokesman Haley Watkins said the office received several reports about the signs. and called the signs... A little bit worrying. Yeah, they're a little bit worrying for Democrats who can't cheat and steal their way into uh, office anymore. And this is the kind of stuff that we need to do. I've got a, a lot of people, they'll ask me, and I don't know all the answers. I don't know. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to prevent election fraud? I, I, do I know all the answers? Well, first of all, we pass election integrity bills, and then we volunteer to be on election commissions, and then we run for school board, and then we run for other office. And then, if you've got these unmanned ballot boxes, get together with a few neighbors and just watch the ballot boxes. How about that? How about maybe on election day, the day before, the day after, just kind of be there. Do little shifts. Run some uh, cell phone audio, kind of get an idea. If you see somebody walking up there with a, you know, dark glasses on and a whole bunch of ballots in hand, you might just uh, videotape that. I'm not saying you necessarily need to go up and say, hey, what are you doing with all those ballots? I mean, uh, that's something I would do, but you know, maybe you wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't recommend it because you never know what these uh, bat guano crazy leftists might attempt. You never know. And here's what we're up against. I want you to listen to this. Do you want to vote for this? Do you want to vote for Beta O'Rourke in Texas, knowing that George Soros has donated $1 million to his political campaign? That's like somebody, that's like, uh, I don't know, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Uh, Actually, no, it would be worse than the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Donating money to a Democrat, a million dollars. Greg Abbott is ahead, by the way. In the polls for his third term as governor of Texas, O'Rourke campaign recently got uh, record-breaking campaign donations. In a financial report from late February to uh, June, the O'Rourke campaign said it garnered $27.6 million, a uh, sum $2.7 million greater than that reported by the Abbott campaign. Overall, Abbott holds the advantage $45 million to $23 million. Now, fortunately, we have this amazing thing called the First Amendment. And, uh, you know, people actually uh, look for alternative sources of media that will give you the truth, like this show or my network, Newsmax Television. And consequently, all the money in the world, hopefully, ain't going by this election although a very evil man who has appointed uh, DAs all over the country and caused a gigantic upset with regard to crime in this country, is also giving a billion dollars to Beto O'Rourke. Why in the hell doesn't Beto O'Rourke reject the money? It's because Beto O'Rourke, like all Democrats in this country, uh, in, in public office, I won't say all Democrats, are down with this nonsense. They're down with it. Is this the party you really want to be on? Is this the party that you are proud to be on, that that the only thing they care about is abortion, that's the only right that matters for women, and that you're going to do a summer of rage, and you're going to uh, burn down churches, and you're going to burn down pregnancy crisis centers, and, and then the, you're, you're completely down with an open border that is overwhelming our country, that's going to cause gigantic damage, not only to your job, but to our country's sovereignty. All of the things that this party is behind, you would have to uh, weigh the positives and negatives and i would say any intelligent person would say the democrat party is not and never has been a party for good in america they are for election stealing they are for lying they are for working with social media and the mainstream media to cover up real stories they're down with censorship they're down with uh with uh, idiotic uh, uh Boards that were going to monitor what they call disinformation and misinformation. If you have an opposing opinion, they call it disinformation, just like Stalin did in 1923, before all of the people he called uh, disseminators of disinformation were sent to death camps or re-education camps. That's your Democrat Party. Your Democrat Party says, hey, let's sexualize children. Let's say that a nine-year-old should probably get on puberty blockers and if she's a girl, have her uh, breasts cut off before she goes through the wrong puberty. That's your Democrat party. And honestly, if you're still down with that, then you and your party have to be defeated. You have to be defeated so you'll ultimately, the party will be destroyed or recreated to actually become something good. Coming up in a second, the difference between Democrat and Republican heroes. Republican heroes rush into an active shooter situation and put down a shooter in 22 seconds before he could continue a murder spree in a mall in Indiana. Democrat heroes get arrested in front of the Supreme Court, sitting in the street, and hauled off in fake handcuffs. No handcuffs. Act like they have handcuffs on, then raise your fist to the crowd. That's a Democrat hero. Wow. Just wow. 800-922-6680 is the number if you want to chime in on any of these things. Uh, Michelle, you'll be up next. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: His first-grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: So the big news in uh, national politics on a local level, if that makes sense, and it does. <clears throat> Maryland uh, Delegate Dan Cox, who's been part of the uh, Maryland General Asylum, which is uh, what they've been calling the uh, the uh, Congress, uh, the House of Delegates in the state of Maryland, for many years. Uh, Dan Cox has defeated Uh, Larry Hogan's um, rhino, Larry Hogan, the governor's choice as his successor, Kelly Schultz. So uh, this is bad news uh, down ticket because also uh, there was a guy, uh, Corporal LeBeau, uh, was running for uh, school board chairman, and then uh, Colonel Klink was on the ticket as uh, the director of law enforcement in prisons in the state of Maryland. So they're all going to be out of work as uh, Dan Cox takes over the helm as the Republican candidate. It's interesting. Um, I, I've gotten to know Dan Cox. I've gotten to know uh, uh, right next door in another very uh, Democrat state Pennsylvania, Uh, Doug Mastriano running for governor there. Both of them are Trump uh, candidates running for governor. Um, I hope and pray that uh, this will mean a turnaround for those two states because they're glorious places. Spent a lot of time in, uh, in Maryland, lived there for 12 years in Maryland. Love me some Maryland. It's beautiful, so near history. I used to tell, on, on like the days that I needed some solace, I'd just drive up 40 miles north of my house to, uh, to Gettysburg. All that history, all the sacrifice, what an ungodly uh, insult to all of those who died on that battlefield is this Democrat Party, this insane asylum in, uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. And I hope and pray it'll turn it around. I hope it will, but who the hell knows, to be quite honest. To be the uh, who the hell knows. Uh, we got a couple calls on this. Uh, let's go to uh, Michelle in Westminster, Maryland. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson show. Your thoughts on uh, on uh, Mr. Cox's victory yesterday?
2: It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Good job, Dan Cox. Good yes. job, President Trump, and. Suck it Larry Hogan
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that that's a bumper sticker Democrats <laughs> love bumper stickers suck it Larry Hogan I love well I don't know if you want to use that with our with his with Dan's last name anyway uh, go ahead what else <laughs> nothing nothing go go Michelle hey, sorry. go sorry. Michelle
2: sorry. <laughs> hey, I look I blame Larry Hogan for yes. the start of all of the lockdowns Oh, yes. He never missed an opportunity to remind us that he was head of the governor's association every time he got in front of a camera in 2020.
1: Yeah. And you know what? You know what else he was. You know what else he touted. This is another Hogan's, another Hogan's hero uh, kind of uh, cross reference here. Uh, towards the end of the uh, lockdowns, he said, "No one has ever escaped successfully from Maryland." He said it just like Commandant Clink said about, uh, about Stalag 13, Michelle. Did you hear that?
2: Uh, I, I must have missed that one. But there's right. so much BS that comes out of that Uncle Fuster <laughs> face that I try not to pay too much attention to it.
1: Yeah. So, what's next? What's next, Michelle, in Maryland? What are you going to do to get uh, well, Dan Cox into the uh, into the state? We are
2: going to work our tails off to make sure that he gets elected, and do everything we can. Now, one of the things I did is uh, the first night of early voting, I sat and watched a uh, a Dropbox. Oh, good. At night until three o'clock in the morning, I couldn't make it past three. I had they wanted me till five. I just couldn't make it for the extra two hours. But yes. I stayed there from ten until three, and oh. nobody uh, came anywhere near it. But I that's it. what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to make sure that we the they
1: their cheeks amen amen uh we have to just say no michelle we have to say no Catch the stupid, <laughs> and don't catch the damn stupid all right michelle have a glorious day let's uh let's do this together we're going to do this together nationwide we're going to do it in maryland we are going to do this we're going to turn this thing around we're going to write this ship we're not going down with the ss biden if you want to go down with the ss biden there's no room on our door for you uh let's go to victor real quick silver swing maryland hello there uh, victor go ahead what's your thoughts on uh, dan cox winning
0: Well, um, I think what really did it for him was um, his ad where Kelly Schultz said, wear the damn mask. Yeah. And I've told a couple of neighbors um, who complained to me about the lockdown and everything. And I said, well, what do you think they call Hogan lockdown Larry? Exactly. And I said, if you want to make sure that we don't have a lockdown again, you got to vote for Cox in November.
1: Yeah, Victor, I Victor, Victor. I want to There's tell you something. a couple of people around. Yeah, Victor, 2,000 restaurants went out of business because Larry Hogan didn't have the balls that, uh, that Ron DeSantis had or that Kristi Noem had in South Dakota. Larry took a glorious state, a glorious economy, great business, great restaurants, great tourism, and he flushed it down the toilet because of fear, because of fear and ignorance. And we can't allow that in the Republican Party anymore. Thanks for the call, Victor. Got to go. Uh, you know, and all this, they're, they're already talking the, uh, the uh, COVID uh, uh, hierarchy in Washington D.C. They're also they're saying mass again. They want to do the same thing again this fall, and all you have to do is say no, no. On the way, the difference between our heroes and theirs. AOC in D.C. yesterday. That's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Here's the difference between uh, Republican heroes and Democrat heroes. This is the sound of a Republican hero. That
3: car right there, somebody pulled in to let him know their house is on fire. I saw him
1: around back. There's a 25 year old Domino's Pizza Man in Lafayette, Louisiana. He was out at midnight on the 11th of uh, July and he saw a house on fire. He didn't have his phone with him, so he decided to uh, spring into action. Hey
3: guys. Six-year-old girl and a 23-year-old male a in the house somewhere.
1: What do you got? Six- this house is completely engulfed in flames. Now, this uh, pizza delivery driver went in, got an 18-year-old and three kids out, and then realized there's another kid in there, and a six-year-old. This house is engulfed in flames. 6 year old
4: female and a 22-year-old
3: male possibly inside.
1: They're running toward the house right now. I wish I could show you this. You can watch my TV show this weekend to see the actual footage. Right. Come with me, man. Come with me. Come with me. Right, gotta gotta off get away from the
5: house. Hey, we got to get away from the house, okay? Okay, baby. You're okay.
1: That is the baby. The child. Sorry, this this gets to me. Because... Here's a guy you look down your nose at a lot of the times. He's a pizza delivery man. He works at Domino's. There's a million punchlines about people like this. Nobody's making fun of the idiot named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who somehow is being hailed as a hero because she sat in front of the, uh, the Supreme Court after uh, Roe v. Wade was rescinded because it was terrible and it cost the lives of millions of babies, and she gets arrested, and she puts her hands behind her back like she has real handcuffs on, and she doesn't have handcuffs on. And she literally raises her fist to the crowd. Meanwhile, this guy, this this 25-year-old pizza delivery guy goes to the hospital, severe smoke inhalation, lacerations on his arm. He jumped out of the second-story window, cradling a 6-year-old in his arms as he fell to the ground and sustained major injuries and she walked away unscathed. Those are the heroes. Go go be let your hero be the heroes of the Democrat party. Stay with them. Do that. I'd rather stay with real American heroes who stop mall shootings and save people from burning buildings. Heroes are not people who, who demand you can't go into a restaurant because you haven't got a vaccine passport. Larry Hogan. And here is, here's the audio. Here's, here's uh, the other audio that we have. This is AOC. as she is uh, being taken away for her brave, her, her brave move, getting arrested uh, while sitting in the middle of... Oh, by the way, she was hauled off to jail. Uh, invisible jail after the invisible handcuffs, and she was able to post invisible bail. Here it is yesterday. This is, a, this is her. Yeah, she's a hero. She's a hero. And uh, Ilhan Omar wanted to defund the police. She walked off with no police around her, just her hands behind her back, like she had the uh, handcuffs on. Kind of funny. here. Jim Gossett put this together for AOC's arrest yesterday. I think it's sundown down for Democrats. What do you think? I can see her standing
6: there, AOC. She was not restrained, it was clear to see. No cuffs. Handcuffs were not on her wrist. One minute later, she was pumping her fist. Handcuffs <laughs> were on <not laughs> AOC. Forgot and showed us that her hands were free These are your heroes.
1: Uh, how you like them heroes? You can
6: picture every move AOC will make Tr- Trusting her brain is her first mistake <laughs> Handcuffs, they couldn't
0: be found
6: No evidence that her hands were bound
0: no, not at all.
6: Handcuffs were nowhere inside. <laughs> She and Neil and Omar proved that they're not bright. Not terribly bright. Handcuffs nobody saw. Put them in the slammer because they broke the
1: law. In the invisible jail, posting invisible bond. There it is, uh, (laughs) jimgossettcomedy.com. If you want to uh, hear that again and share it with your friends, it'll be on the podcast today. Uh, It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. And just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Uh, I think all of these, I mean, all of these things are related. I hear you, like, why, why are you talking about, uh, you know, this a uh, hero kid in the mall? It's because, you know, the Democrats just tried to, to uh, they just passed a comprehensive uh, gun reform. And so far, it's saved no lives at all. And this guy in the mall just saved more lives than that, that legislation will ever uh, save. These are our heroes. Uh, the Democrat Party has their heroes. Uh, uh, Larry Hogan apparently was a hero of the left in, uh, in Maryland. He, by the way, uh, was presiding over the shutdowns that destroyed thousands of children's lives. And I believe we're beginning to see these gigantic, colossal mistakes by rhinos and Democrats. They're beginning to uh, bear fruit with mall shootings and kids who are way behind in reading and math and they're depressed and they're cutting and they're attempting suicide. And the smart people of Maryland said, you know what, I don't think we want more of this. Kelly Schultz! "Ah, We don't want you. Dan Cox is the dude. Let's go to, let's see, Oh, Mike in Prince George's County in Maryland wants to talk about our hero pizza delivery driver. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on?
3: How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You know, I was thinking about the story when you said it yesterday about the pizza guy. And I just wanted to say in this political season, there is more good in this world than there is bad. There are everyday heroes doing wonderful things, not in front of the camera, not for a soundbite, not for an audio clip, that are volunteering, giving money, giving of themselves, the whole bit. And If you're looking to get your life happier through a politician, you're looking in the wrong place. They can't make it better, but they can absolutely make it worse.
1: Hey, Mike, what do you want to bet? What do you want to bet that Nicholas Bostick, he's the 25-year-old pizza driver, what do you suppose he's had to cut out of his life because of uh, gas prices and inflation? Maybe Maybe this is his second or third job, Mike. Do you suppose that Kim Kardashian would stop her limo and get out and try to rescue the kids in that house? No,
3: that's what I'm saying. So we have two (laughs) years of COVID and two years of protesting, and everybody's miserable. If you want to make your life better, call that relative or friend that you haven't spoken to in years. Go check on the elderly neighbor down the street. Take 20 bucks and go donate it to the food bank today. Go back to your church. Go back to your synagogue. Go to your mosque. Reconnect with people. That's how life gets better, and there's
1: people doing it every day. God bless you. Amen, bro. Do appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for the thoughts. This um, story of the 25-year-old pizza delivery man, I got the biggest social media reaction I've ever gotten yesterday. I, I guess we need this. We need this. We need this hope. We need this vindication. We need this relief of all of the... Hate we're getting pummeled by from the left. I mean, we say, listen, we just want to save babies. We want babies to be born. You're evil. You're this. You got people in the the Democrat Party who wants to shut down crisis pregnancy centers across the country. You got people who are completely cool with people streaming across the border by millions and thousands of them dying on the way and thousands of them sentenced to a life of sex, slavery, as children in our country. That's your Democrat Party. They need to be roundly defeated and disbanded or reinvented. We have a special guest. The only listener we have right now who has a theme song. That's Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara. How are you doing and today? i to
4: a friend. I hope Rob doesn't play that song. It dates me. It was one of my favorites. It still is. You brought it back as a favorite. I just got to tell you about yesterday. Yes. Well, first of all, I'm ecstatic. Oh, my God. Not only did Dan Cox win, let's remember the wingman, Michael Peruca. Yes. The AG, the attorney general, that's the one who's going to enforce but the governor wants. When the governor wants to sue, the AG is the one that's going to get it done. It's like Ken Paxton down in Texas.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. And Ken so, Patrick so and Ken, Ken Paxton uh, basically put a nail in the coffin of the Bush dynasty in Texas. <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: And Maryland has a great opportunity uh, with Stan Cox. You know, I'm I'm so looking forward to um, continuing to support them. I couldn't—you know, I picked up signs last night because I was the election judge, so yeah. I got to see the total breakdown and incompetence of what is going on in Maryland with this. We had people who had never touched—never uh, uh, worked for voter registration, never had uh, any contact with them. They were hired for the first time, and they were operating as chief judges. A chief judge is the person who— Everyone else looks up to, but that's something we can talk about at another time because um, it's extensive and the depth of it that went on. And that's where the possibility of little things that can lead to big lapses that can cause elections to be stolen.
1: Now Barbara, I've said, I've said that you are the template and you're giving me you just did it you did it again. You you showed the audience what is possible if you get involved. You are very involved. You're making a difference. You saw all of these things. Now you have something to work on other than just campaigning.
4: Absolutely because the counting starts tomorrow. And here's the thing, Rob they don't know who's going to be the judges, who's going to be watching the watchers. I think right now Dan Cox has won this thinking. He's on his way. Today yeah. is the time to demand. I mean demand. Time for asking is over. Demand. All the candidates who won, you want to be able to have your watchers present, and you want to have verification of signatures, and yep. signatures follow the ballot. Yeah. It's got to happen. And, Absolutely. And people, they got to make it happen.
1: Yeah, and and Joe Biden is behind the scenes attempting to federalize the election process using uh, federal money. There's that going on. They're trying the same sort of nonsense that they did before. You've got the uh, the uh, COVID czar saying that, that we we need to start masking up again, which says one thing, and that means well, we really need to do mail in ballots. We need to do uh, drop boxes because you know of COVID. Uh, they're going to try the same crap, ball, Barbara, but they're not going to get away with this this time uh, today. Every drop today...
4: boxes need to be removed. Every drop box needs to be removed. Even if we have absentee ballots, and, you know, they're the people who need to come in. But I saw a lot of people coming in there with wheelchairs, people on walkers who wanted to vote. But if they can't make it, they should be able to get that absentee ballot. But as far as mail-in, for no reason, that needs to end. And we only need three, maybe four days of early
1: voting. That's it. 100%. That's 100%. Nonsense. Yeah, this is all nonsense. You know why I think that all of these uh, caveats to voting laws have changed, like drop boxes and mail-in voting? You know why but I think that they're used for chicanery? Because I'm not stupid, Barbara. Because I'm not <laughs> stupid. Thank and you I'm very not much. Stupid
4: either. Thank you, Rob. Have a great week.
1: All right, Bob. But, hey, by the way, next time you're on Hannity's show, give me a shout-out, will you? Oh, my gosh. You
4: <laughs> Do you know I was so, when, oh, my gosh, when and when he said his an electric bicycle he would get for my grandson. I know. You know. I've known him for a long time. And, you know, I never expect anything from him. I and know. He's the deal. I live I'm a deal. Someday. I'm afraid to, for him to have it. I'm afraid for him to have it. He might get, yeah. he
1: could get. Uh, yeah. If you, put, you give him a $2,600 electric bike in Baltimore, it's not going to be a good thing right now. Oh, absolutely. Not, I'm with man. you. So, well, and this is, why we need, this is why we need Dan Cox in the, uh, in the governor's mansion. We need an AG that's conservative, and we need yes. to turn this around. Because I've got to tell you, I think a lot of Democrats in Baltimore are sick and damned, tired of this nonsense. They're yes, tired they of the are. nonsense. The
4: Democrats are going to vote for him. Democrats yep. are going to vote for him. They don't, he, doesn't have to, he doesn't need to be on the yeah. defense.
1: This can bring us all together. This can bring liberals. This can bring conservatives together to save the state, to save the country. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: 60s, we had LBJ now we have FJB it's the Rob Carson
1: show here is uh, Matt Gates talking about AOC being hauled off in the uh, invisible handcuffs yesterday on Capitol Hill
7: I honestly can't believe we live in a country where AOC gets fake handcuffs put on her before <laughs> Hillary Clinton gets real handcuffs put on her but really Washington is a town built on fake things it's not just AOC's handcuffs Joe Biden has his fake office that they send him to i don't think he knows that it's fake and we even have the fake january 6th committee but aoc has become a master in this performance art whether it's the phony weeping at the border or the imagined trauma on january 6th or this event now where she's trying to be this martyred social justice warrior but at least she wasn't alone even ilhan omar pretended that she had (laughs) been fake handcuffed so i i guess i'm less wondering like on a day when AOC and Ilhan Omar are getting the white glove treatment from the police with only these invisible imaginary handcuffs. You got Steve Bannon on trial. Peter Navarro got leg shackled. Where's all this white privilege I've been hearing about?
1: Exactly. And, and by the way, what have the squad, the, the squad, it was very fashionable. They were the squad. They were going to come into Washington, D.C., and they were going to make everything right. And they were socialists and all of this. And what have they done other than posing, other than wrecking things? other than doing idiotic things like uh, proposing and uh, supporting defund the police, which wrecked Minneapolis, where Ilhan Omar was recently greeted with boos from thousands of people? What have they done other than update their TikTok and their Instagram accounts, honestly? I mean, uh, AOC chased Amazon out of the Bronx. They could have had, I think it was 175, uh, no, it was more than that. It was was hundreds of uh, almost... $200,000 jobs, like mid-$100,000 jobs would have come to her borough had she not chased off Amazon. But she uh, is a socialist, a communist at heart, and she's also woefully ignorant. She's also a complete and utter ignoramus. And so what has she done exactly? Well, yesterday was a metaphor. She's done nothing. Let's go real quick to Frank in Annapolis. You would like to talk and say that uh, there was only so much that Larry Hogan could do as the as the governor of, uh, of Maryland. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm going to try to defend the
8: undefendable, but here please, I go. Please. Okay. The, it, the Maryland General Assembly really runs this state. There's no end run around that. Hogan, a couple of good things. When Montgomery County tried to shut down the private schools in Montgomery County, he told him, yeah, you can't do that, and and he drew the line there. Okay. Also, he... he Tried wherever he could to make it easier for Marylanders to get a concealed carry permit. Now guns are very dangerous, and I would never carry a gun without a permit, yes. especially in Maryland, because you're going to spend time in jail for that. Yes. Yes. Not, not, not if you're a gang banger, but if you're a citizen, you'll go to jail for carrying one without a permit. So I'm in the process of getting my permit. Good for you. And he's been good on that. He's been he, he like I said he tried to he tried to keep the schools open. He really tried to keep the churches open. The the, uh, Bishop of Baltimore is the one that locked the churches down. And we had one church, one Anglican Catholic church, that was not part of the Archdiocese of Baltimore that stayed open during the entire lockdown. Just an interesting story about that. And that, that congregation actually grew. Nobody got sick up there. Everybody went to church. Nobody got sick. Nobody died.
1: Yeah, well, Frank, I I understand where you're coming from. He did. I'm not going to say everything he did was wrong, but I I don't believe that he, uh, A, I don't think he's going to be a presidential uh, nominee. I I don't think he has the, uh, there's no possibility of it. And and I I think he could have done a much better job running the state, particularly during COVID. Uh, You know, yes, he did toward the very end kind of come out in favor of uh, concealed carry, which is the only thing that will save Baltimore at this point. Um, and so I'll give him that. But uh, he has no, I don't believe he has any possibility of running uh, for president. And, uh, and I, think he's, uh, I think he's done. I do appreciate your phone call. We do have to take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, so coming up. You know you're on the wrong side of history when you say a man who goes into a mall and saves people from being shot to death by a madman, as has been the uh, case in Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York, and Highland Park, Illinois. You're on the wrong side of history if you say that the man who saved the lives was a vigilante. Uh, And uh, there are some people on The View who are that way, and many people on the left. They are on the wrong side of history. We'll get to all of that next hour. Plus, Cash Patel! Don't go anywhere. It's just getting better. I know it's hard to believe. It's a Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. These trying times have caused Americans to consider a firearm or to add to their collection. Check out European American Armory Corporation. They specialize in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Whether you're looking for concealed carry or full-sized in three popular calibers, they have them. Now, if you are a first-time gun owner, you might consider the EAA all-in-one 9mm MC9's strike fire pistols that come fully equipped in a sleek, light, and ergonomic package. EEA's lineup also includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense. Plus, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA. EAA says skip the big names, get the quality and the features you deserve, and let them earn your respect. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: It is The Rob Carson Show. It's a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. I'm going to go ahead and play again. I need to hear this again. This is the uh, Governor's Race theme song in the state of Maryland. Hogan's Heroes Go Down to Defeat. Larry Hogan. His uh, underling, Kelly Schultz, got beaten by 16 points by a Trump Republican yesterday in Maryland. Uh, Here's one of the reasons why uh, Larry Hogan was uh, defeated roundly. And I know he wasn't running, but you know what I'm saying. This is from uh, last year. Republican Larry Hogan criticized house republicans for ousting gop representative liz cheney of wyoming from her leadership role accusing them of doubling down on failure he said that uh, there's an ongoing battle for the soul of the republican party says that liz cheney is a solid conservative republican that's what uh, that's what uh, hogan said by the way oh here's colonel plate so anyway, uh, Larry Hogan, uh, his uh, tenure is over in uh, Maryland. It looks like the, uh, the person that he would set up to be the next, uh, well, at least candidate, if not uh, governor of the state, not going to happen. So, Lair, Lair, you're going to have to go join uh, Michael Steele on MSNBC because he's about as big a freaking sellout as you are. And uh, Michael Steele, I used to know Michael Steele. I, I actually was there when I, uh, I kind of introduced, him, I guess, to Rush Limbaugh. We were seeing Rush Limbaugh in D.C. a few years ago. We're backstage, and Bo snurdly walks up. I'd never met Rush before. Rob Carson, get over here! And then Larry, you know, Michael Steele's standing there with what, what, what? Come on over here! So I got to meet uh, Rush and hang out backstage. And and uh, what the hell happened? You know honestly, what, what? Th- those are Maryland Republicans. Dan Cox not a Maryland Republican. Uh, He is a Trump uh, Republican, and everybody for the next couple of months is going to be saying, oh, he's no chance of winning. Well, um, I beg to differ, and I believe that issues of COVID, restrictions, shutdowns, the destruction of our school children's lives, restaurant closures, crime, all of these things we can agree on. We can also agree that the Democrat Party certainly has shown they have no answers and they have no desire to find answers. That's the most important thing. Let's go to uh, Mike in uh, Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike, and welcome to The Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts on the uh, on the victory by Dan Cox yesterday? Hello, Mike. Are you there? Okay, Mike is not there. That's absolutely cool. Um, let's let's move on. Oh, they, by the way, here, here this is an idea. If you are uh, voting for a Democrat, this is what you're, you're, you're all about. This is uh, Admiral Rachel Levine, who was a dude until about three or four years ago. He was a middle manage, m- manager ready for retirement. And, uh, and suddenly he decided to become a woman and was nominated by USA Today for Woman of the Year, along with Caitlyn Jenner a couple of years earlier, and uh, Leah Thomas, who had only been a woman for a year uh, as a swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania, nominated for Woman of the Year from the NCAA. Uh, here is... Uh, The uh, Rachel Levine, the Biden assistant secretary for the HHS.
4: So we really want to 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 base our treatment and uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state.
1: Okay, so there's your uh, health uh, secretary, uh, Rachel Levine, saying that she is cool with mutilating children. Uh, and I'm absolutely serious. you're saying, oh, you're just being you're just being uh, provocative. No, 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 no. I'd say uh, having your daughter's breast cut off before puberty or your son's penis cut off before puberty would be mutilating your children. But anyway, that's your Democrat party. Keep voting for that. See what that gets you. See what it gets you. Um I want to talk about uh, this uh, this story out of uh, Indiana. There's a mall, the Greenwood Park Mall, and a twenty year old man went in. With uh, murder on his mind. Now, we can argue uh, what's going on with uh, young men in this country and the four, the spate of mass shootings that we have seen by all uh, men, all approximately the same age in uh, Buffalo and Ebaldi and Highland Park and now this attempt in uh, Indiana. Some of the things that bring them together is that they have been brought up on probably meds told when they were very young that the fact that they couldn't sit in a chair and they wanted to go out and play was an attention deficit. It was a disorder, hyperactivity disorder. And so while his brain was developing, kind of like what they're trying to do with puberty, they interrupted it with drugs and surgery in, in the case of uh, transgender puberty. But you've got kids, and then and that doesn't work. Then Then you keep them out of school. You lock them out of school. During a pandemic, make them feel like the world is going to end and they're going to kill everybody, even though they have almost no chance of dying from this virus. And you see things like 72% of counselors in this country reporting students regularly breaking classroom rules. 67% reported signs of low self-esteem. 59% reported students having trouble making friends. You've got incidents of cutting uh, increasing by about 45%. You've got suicide attempts uh, 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 increasing by about 45%. You've got kids being told that the world is going to end in 12 years, and now they're saying it's going to end within seven. All of this, and you expect expect a young man is not going to go nuts Remember after 9-11? 9-11, all these restrictions came about uh, with travel. You got to get undressed. You got to stand in a scanner, hold your arms up in the air. While the while the guy's getting over here, uh, you know, standing there, gets, uh, gets to see your private in a screen to get on an airplane. And then people started going insane on aircraft. People started saying... Uh, I want to open the door. I got to get out of here. I've got to get the hell out of here. You never, you never know what's going to happen. Somebody could could have a uh, uh, a box cutter in their in their uh, luggage, and they could try to kill everybody on the plane. I went off this plane. I went off this plane, and then COVID restrictions with idiotic masks and all of this nonsense. People being hauled off planes because they weren't wearing their mask properly, and all of the incidences of people going nuts, and all of these arrests of people going nuts. You think this is all on just people? Of course you're responsible for your own actions, but dear God, how much more can we take? How much more can a young man take? I'm not forgiving this man for what he attempted to do, but dear God in heaven, is it a surprise? And then you isolate these kids and you subject them to every kind of violence with regard to popular culture and video games. I'm not saying this is the end all, but that desensitization, plus the fact that so many fathers aren't present in homes to make a difference. And then they go to schools and they're taught CRT. They're they're made to think that they're hated because of the color of their skin or they should hate someone because of the color of their skin and that our history is wrong and everything is wrong and that their gender is wrong. If follows fails, their gender is wrong. And then when they get tortured in school by not being there or being forced to sit apart from one another and not being able to interact with each other or have lunch with each other or having to do hybrid learning from home or no learning at home like my daughter had to do for six months, we're surprised if somebody snaps. Well, thank God there was a young man in the mall at the same time. 22 years old, the same age as my son, Elijah Dickin. He heard the gunfire and he neutralized the shooter. You want to know how fast he did it? He did it within about either 15 or 22 seconds. That man, in the short time that he was able to fire a gun, killed three people. And he would have killed a whole lot more. Congress's first gun control bill in decades just passed a couple weeks ago. With tougher background checks and $15 billion in federal funding for mental health programs, red flag laws, all sorts of things in there. How many lives has that saved so far? Not one life. This man saved potentially dozens.
9: Police say Sapperman quit his job in May was facing eviction from the nearby Polo Run apartments and didn't have a car. So he likely walked a few blocks to the Greenwood Park Mall. He's
1: told he's worthless his entire life. He's told that he needs to be on drugs his entire life. He's told that boys have toxic masculinity. He's told that schools should be closed. He shouldn't be able to talk to his friends. He isolates himself. I can go on
9: and on. Carrying three guns in a backpack where he carried out a murderous rampage. You know, you're,
1: you're pretty low in your life when you think the best thing you can do... For your life, your life's work, everything about you should be distilled into a moment of infamy. The only thing that you'll take with you from this planet is how many people you take with you. That's the sort of mental illness that has infected our society.
9: Each
3: Sunday night. From what I understand, he went into the mall carrying a, a backpack, and you could easily conceal uh, two rifles in a backpack, not if they were fully assembled. But- now, let me
1: see here again. They got the gun legislation two weeks ago, and then about a week before that, a Supreme Court uh, 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 judgment, a, uh, they, they decided that concealed carry was uh, too difficult in states like New York, so you should be able to conceal carry. Um, which one of those saved more lives? Well right now uh, don't know how many in this case but in St. Louis at a convenience store a uh, guy went in with a knife guy with a concealed carry was sitting outside watched the con- convenience store clerk have a knife put to her neck decided to go in pop the guy as he cha- charged him with his knife okay so at least 2 and 0 oh. On the scorecard,
3: by taking the barrel off, collapsing the stock, uh, it would be it'd be very
9: easy to. Do. We recovered this photograph of three guns from a social media account that may be connected. Do
1: no red flags there? I were not there any red flags. That's covered by the uh, the new legislation passed by our Congress, which was uh, meant to basically get sound bites for re-election
9: and um, uh, pose. To Samperman. Investigators have this information, too, and a gun store specialist told us that the weapons in the photo do match the kinds of firearms. Greenwood Police Chief James Eisen told us Sapperman carried into the mall Sunday when he disappeared into a restroom for more than an hour before he emerged shooting.
3: He could go into the uh, restroom, uh, pull the, pull the uh, two pe- two or three pieces out of the uh, backpack.
1: put. And with the hundreds of rounds that he had... He could have gone on for minutes. Hell, if he, if he was at, like in Uvalde, Texas, they could have had 400 law enforcement on the scene and they wouldn't have done anything about it if they're the same law enforcement that Uvalde has. Uh, I would venture to say that most law enforcement didn't like that. Coming up, The View weighs in on this, and uh, honestly, uh, the, the person on The View supposedly is a lawyer, and she says that uh, this was an act of vin- vigilantism. Uh, completely disregarding the fact that this young man, this concealed carry owner, saved countless lives. We'll get to that. Your phone calls as well, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: Cash Patel is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Always a fascinating interview from the former Chief of Staff of the uh, Department of Defense deputy assistant to the president, senior and senior counsel. He's done all sorts of stuff in uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, he's got some great insights. He's also been on the receiving end of uh, the uh, radical left in this country. I want to get his take on uh, Steve Bannon's trial, among other things. Uh, we will talk to him again after the bottom of the hour. Yesterday, I don't know if you knew this, there was an explosion at Hoover Dam. Folks, get your video on that. There's just been an incident here. My in goodness, town. someone's just blown up. Yeah, he's, he's a family standing on top of the Hoover Dam, which I've never done. I want to do. And this explosion happened at the bottom of the dam. And the dam, I don't know if you do, is about 700 feet high. And the first thing I would do is get off that dam. Get off the damn dam. But apparently one of the uh, Transformers blew up. And uh, everything's okay. Nobody was hurt. Uh, they are looking for a perpetrator. Uh, he goes by the name of Megatron. And apparently, he, uh, this was a robbery. He went in and got uh, what is called the AllSpark from inside of the... That's just what I've heard. Okay, I've been sitting on that joke for about 24 hours. I thought I'd throw it out there. thought I'd throw it out there. Okay, so we had a hero uh, disrupt a mass shooting in a mall in, uh, in uh, Indiana. And, you know, normally when something like this happens, you, uh, you praise the hero. You go, man, that is fantastic. You saved a lot of lives. You saved a lot of lives. Thank you, hero. Thank you for doing this. But the left in this country and Democrats are so twisted around the PTO shaft Uh, you know, as opposed to the axle, I grew up on a farm, the PTO shaft, they're so twisted around it that they can't see uh, the difference between good and bad. Instead, they're going to go after this kid who saved the lives of a lot of people. This young man, he's 22 years old, who went in, and he stopped the shooting within, well, between uh, 15 and 22 seconds. And the gunner, the shooter was able to, in the brief time he was shooting, kill three people. And he would have killed a whole lot more. Here's Sonny Houston of The View yesterday talking about how the good guy with a gun was the bad guy.
10: They say that a good guy with a gun can control a bad guy with a gun. Well, we saw in Ovalde that that's not true. And you saw it in Buffalo. Yes. Oh, my
1: God. Is that Joy Beha? Oh, my God. We
10: saw it yeah. in Buffalo. In, but we in, saw
2: in, that in, it is true in, in Indiana. Indiana. It was true in Indiana. Uh, that was a lucky moment. And, you know.
1: Oh, it was a lucky moment. You idiot. No, it wasn't. It was a young man who ended a shooting spree in 15 to 22 seconds, a moving target, a handgun. He shot at the man 10 times, and he hit him eight times. That's not an accident, you idiot.
2: But I feel like this. If you're a good guy with a gun, you should not object to background checks or, or licensing. Yeah, he
1: went through all that. Again, you idiot.
2: Or, uh, you know, limitation
10: on
1: military-style weapons. What the hell does that have to do with anything? That killed thousands at once or hundreds thousands at once what do you or hundreds no no Hundreds at once maybe in battle so why can't they just pull that off but with this good samaritan
2: thing listen i was trained when i was at the justice department in firearms and i wow really was trained in
1: i doubt that
2: defensive firearm training Mm -hmm. it is very hard to hit a moving target
1: yeah but he did it eight times out of ten
2: it is hard for people that are trained to hit a moving target it is very lucky um, that, that, that is
1: such crap. I mean, honestly, anybody who has ever fired a firearm, including somebody who carries one professionally, you know that moving target eight out of ten times, that ain't luck.
2: Good Samaritan hit that moving target in, in, in that way, and he, wasn't, he had a gun permit, but he wasn't supposed to be in the mall with a gun. So
1: he broke the he law, had, even yeah, though... No, it, actually, uh, it was absolutely illegal because of new legislation passed in Indiana for him to bring the gun in. Now shut up.
2: He was a, even though he was a, a good and, Samaritan. The law, wait, the the law of indiana is different than the law of the mall of simon malls and i would yeah. say that takes precedence when you save
1: a life well well, well he saved a life it, but guys i gotta go I, I gotta go and then of course will be because she's losing the argument pitches to the commercial leftists are pushing back against the praise poured on 22 year old elisha J- dickon common comment in praise poured out was that dickon was a good samaritan some on the left cannot handle the fact that dickon was armed and ready and took care of business uh david levitt Said, uh, tweeted, you never need a good Samaritan with a gun at Greenwood Mall or any other place. If it weren't any guns to begin with, again, specious and and honestly stupid. Uh, In the entire world, everybody has guns. Guns are the way of the world. All right, that is it. Knives come in second place. Guns number one. Uh, He also opined it wasn't a good Samaritan at Green uh, Park Mall, Greenwood Park Mall. It was an armed vigilante. Indianapolis traffic anchor uh, Justin Kolar. He's an anchor for traffic. Yeah, like his opinion means a whole lot. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say that. I got some good people in traffic. Anyway, Good Samaritan came home uh, from a Bible passage of a man from Samaria who stopped on the side of the road to help a man who was injured and ignored. I cannot believe we in a world where we can apply, equally apply to someone killing someone. My God. (laughs) They're even using the Bible to support their broken, twisted ideology. That's how awful these people are. Michael Bloomberg affiliated uh, Shannon Watts, leader of Moms Demand Action, tweeted The NRA won't tell you that defensive gun use is rare, and data shows criminal carry laws increase gun crime and gun homicides in the states where they're passed. That's a lie. Florida State. Uh, university criminologist Gary Kleck reaffirmed his findings in 2015, that there are a minimum of 760,000 defensive gun uses each year in the U.S. Many hundreds of thousands of them result in lives saved. So, uh, you just got, uh, schooled. Yeah crime prevention research center showing uh, 60 plus times a concealed carry permit holder stopped the mass shooting between december 17th 1991 and may 25th 2022 uh that would be what uh 60 plus times versus zero lives saved by the idiotic gun safety legislation that was passed in congress last week so people could get their picture and a soundbite and a signature to campaign on That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Left wing. Cash Patel joins us in a second. Going to talk about the Steve Bannon trial. Going to talk about uh, what's going on in the country. Persecution of conservatives uh, and others. That's on the way. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. It is a uh, Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Special guest on the show. We always enjoy having Cash Patel on the uh, on the phone. Fight with Cash. That's with a K dot com. Uh, he has joined us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you today?
10: Hey, Rob. How's it going? Good to hear from you.
1: Doing good, good. Sorry. We had some, uh, some audio issues, uh, but uh, we are on the air and we have you and that's all that matters. I uh, want to talk a few things. I'd like to ask you, first of all, Steve Bannon's trial began this week. Uh, I know that Steve Bannon's got to give him a little what fur uh, with regard to charges uh, against him that he's being with tr- nonsense, contempt of Congress. I got to tell you, Cash, I think most of America's in contempt of Congress. What are your thoughts on, on that trial? Then we'll move on to some other things.
10: Well, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. I don't want to, you know, make a prediction and, and you know, and, and, and taint the trial. But what I'm concerned about as a former federal prosecutor myself is this Department of Justice has continued politicization of the national security and law enforcement apparatus. They're, they've done it. They did it during Russiagate. They did it during um, the impeachment nonsense. They did it during all of the Jan 6 inquiries and the assistance in the Sun Select Committee. And now they're persecuting people based on their political orientation. So hopefully Steve gets a fair shake. Yeah. Um, and I think America is starting to learn the consequences of having the gavels in Congress in the hands of the radical left, including having the attorney general and the FBI run by uh, woke politics instead of the law. As a former public defender and terrorism prosecutor, I'm just in absolute awe at the way that uh, my former institutions have carried out themselves. um and shun the law to satisfy a media narrative. It is uh, things you see in a banana republic, but now you see the two-tier system of justice on full display in well, America the every is, day.
1: You do, and you and you do see it. I think clearer than ever before. There's always been the uh, suggestion. We know that uh, Barack Obama weaponized the IRS to go after uh, 501c3s that were conservative, using yeah. words like patriot and whatnot. But now it's nakedly, uh, unabashedly open that that they have uh, incredible biases. Everything from the FBI working with the Department of Education and the White House to go after CRT-opposing parents. I mean, what the hell? Do you think that, that these organizations need to be figuratively blown up and reinvented? Is there any saving them? And if there is, what can we do? What can the country do with the FBI and the CIA and the IRS and all of these swappers that are running the country? Well, two
10: things. Now America has seen how congressional investigations are not supposed to run, And they have an example of how they are supposed to run when Devin Nunes and I ran Russiagate. When you have the majority in Congress, you have the ability to control the investigations and what you pursue, be it Hunter Biden's laptop or January 6th. And in November, when there's a change in the majority uh, to the Republicans, they better have a line of investigation to reinvestigate January 6th and its security failures at the FBI and DOJ and hold those uh, cabinet secretaries responsible and subpoena them and haul them in front of Congress so the American people can hear about their failures and their politicization. And, oh, let's not forget, by the way, the violations of the law, like we proved in the Russiagate um, investigation. All these questions have to be answered about who Ray Epps was and things like this. And did the FBI have a role leading up to January 6th? Did they use informants? Did they egg on people? Did they entrap American citizens to commit crimes? That's the biggest question that needs to be answered. Now, did so, you- step one, step two. No, Go ahead, no, no. Who's winning the White House? But that's a ways off.
1: <laughs> now uh, this is interesting, and I played this audio last week. It was picked up last, uh, the night before last, on uh, Jesse Kelly's uh, show on uh, on not not Jesse Kelly uh, on Fox Fox News. I always forget his name. I don't know why. Uh, but AOC talking about the Capitol Police. AOC said <laughs> that uh, the police were they actually let people in on January the sixth now uh where where did that come from? I want to know your thoughts did she apparently uh, has let the cat out of the bag and well, most I think of the- if, if
10: you watch some of the video the cat's been out of the bag and she's just sort of rubber stamped it uh, that was a question I put you know chief of staff Department of Defense during uh January sixth and uh you know we provided all the national guard and everybody rejected it. we can get into that later but what we had our questions originally were How did these people just waltz into the Capitol? Yes, some broke in unlawfully and should be prosecuted. But there was doors just open, and people were encouraged to go inside. It's not a secret that AOC just knew. Everyone knew it. It's just the mainstream media won't talk about it. And thankfully, you are. And who are these people that let them in? Were they working at the behest of the Capitol Police or the FBI or law enforcement? Did they try to entrap these people into committing a crime? Because that is against the law. And yeah, let's use AOC. I invite her on to uh, Truth Social anytime. If you want to talk about fake handcuffs or letting people in the Capitol.
1: <laughs> I thought that was uh, that was pretty choice yesterday when she got hauled off in invisible handcuffs to a, an invisible jail. And I think she posted invisible bond last night. I mean, this is pretty shameful, pretty pathetic when somebody will fake having handcuffs on and then raise her fist to a supporter. <laughs> it's just, I mean, hilarious yesterday. Uh-huh. And and I, I I would assume hopefully well no it won't get universal condemnation some people will say it was a brave move even though it's it was idiotic what are your thoughts
10: yeah I'm bra- I mean I'm sure the left is uh, you know raising them raising her up on their shoulders her and Elon Omar <laughs> or whatever and you know let's just look at the disparate treatment these folks who are who are blocking traffic in front of the United States Supreme Court which is against the law yeah. they weren't arrested in handcuffs they weren't taken away in plastic shackles. They weren't led through uh, Perp Walk. They were given a fine and released. Well, meanwhile, the two-tier system of justice on display in the same town has over 50 people languishing in, bond, in, no, in a detention center so with can... no bond for over a year and a half because they walked into the Capitol building on January 6th. So yeah. uh, America is yeah. tired of this disparate system of justice, and I'm offended as a federal prosecutor that it's become so politicized. I never thought in my wildest days that you could hijack America's Department of Justice, but that's what's happened. And the FBI is entirely to blame.
1: Now, uh, Donald Trump, he saw that there was going to be, uh, there were whispers of uh, something happening on January the 6th and a couple days earlier, he literally told uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, he told uh, Muriel Bowser that 20,000 National Guard troops would be made available. They rejected that. I've heard you say this on other shows. Will you share what you know with my audience with regard to Donald Trump attempting to stop what the Democrat says he uh, supposedly uh, encouraged people to do on January the 6th. Of course,
10: and I'm glad for the opportunity because, you know, even though I was one of the first ones subpoenaed for, by the January 6th Unselect Committee, they don't care about the truth, but thankfully you do. The truth is, days before January 6th, I was in the Oval Office, the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the President of the United States and his Chief of Staff. Quite the crew, not an not a unmemorable meeting. And at the end of it, President Trump authorized. The law requires two things before the military, the DOD, which I was in charge of with the SecDef, can deploy the National Guard. There must be an authorization from the president. He gave it on that day up to 20,000 national troop men and women across the country. Step two that the law requires, there must be a request by local government and local authorities for the National Guard. In this case, Mayor Bowser, who's in charge of D.C., and Pelosi and the Capitol Police, who are in charge of the Capitol. We went to them on January fourth. We put out their declination. They said no. We don't need any more. We don't need you. Mayor Bowser's letter. I put it out on Truth Social and on DurhamWatch.com. The Capitol Police's own timeline, where they denied uh, uh, the uh, utilization of the National Guard in their own memorandum, is now out there on Truth Social at Cash and also DurhamWatch.com. We just use that as a moniker. We have a, we have a call, the thing called the Jan Six Ball. We are releasing every document we can get our hands on that pertains to January 6th uh, so the American people can read the documents I themselves. And like you said, that's the truth. President Trump offered security. They said no, they wanted this political uh, riot to occur. And now they have their own select committee carrying the lies
1: forward. Now, this is a more uh, philosophical argument, but it appears that uh, uh, Joe Biden and the radical left in this country, the, the group of people I call the uh, class of 1968, uh, they're the Bill Ayers, the Bernadine Dorns, they're, uh, they're that group of people, and the progeny uh, are uh, Barack Obama. And all of this, I believe, was started really the pedal to the metal with Barack Obama as the president, and now uh, his uh, his third term. I absolutely believe that. But you look at uh, they They created, they tried to create a disinformation board. Uh, 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 Joseph Stalin created a disinformation <laughs> Information. Joseph Stalin came up with disinformatia in 1923. You look at the summer of 2020 with businesses being destroyed in places like uh, like uh, Minneapolis. You could call that Kristallnacht to some degree. You look at this this attempt to distract from what I believe was a stolen election on January the 6th. And this is going to sound conspiratorial but it is based in fact. Everything I say is based in fact and research. But that was a Reichstag moment for America. That's what it was there for. And I believe all of this is going to come out in the wash. If we just keep putting the truth out there. We are not mm-hmm. like communist Russia. We are not like communist China. We have a first amendment and fortunately there are people like you, there are platforms like Truth Social, there are platforms like uh, like Getter, and there are networks like Newsmax among other places that this mm-hmm. cannot, this cannot uh, escape the light of day. What do you think?
10: You're absolutely right. You can't take a knee because these radical left uh, people are trying to hijack our country by putting politics before truth and the law and the Constitution. We must keep fighting, and the best way I've learned to educate America is with the government's own documented corruption from their own agency, be it the FBI, the DOJ, the DOD, what have you, to put it out there on blast. And we will use every means we have. As you said, Newsmax is outstanding. Um, truth Social is somewhere I blast. It's the only place I exist on social media where I put out documents on a weekly, if not daily basis. And we're going to continue the fight at fightwithcash.com which is a charity that we created to help people in need, um, pay for attorneys, pay for summer camps, pay for tuition assistance, and things like that, because the fight matters, but also making sure the people who want to know the truth can have their uh, rights uh, afforded to them and not just for the rich. So we're going to keep that fight up. We're going to keep coming on your show. We're going to keep turning kind of the pavement. And I just think, just hold on. we got a lot of more documents coming, a lot more FOIA coming. I'm working, uh, you know, as President Trump's representative of the National Archives to get a whole host of documents out uh, regarding Russiagate and others. We're getting the bureaucratic runaround, but we're not going to stop uh, yeah. until they're out.
1: Now, I was asked the other day during an interview if I would consider uh, doing anything political. And I said, well, I would love to help Donald Trump when he wins the White House again, but I, I don't think I could handle the legal bills. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if, if honestly, if Donald Trump would say, uh, you cover all my legal bills if somebody tries to go after me for nothing, which is what they have done with so many Trump officials, you included, sir, <laughs> you have suffered a great deal financially uh, with regard to your reputation, with all these things. Uh, knowing what you know now, would you consider consider going back are you considering going back making right what has been wrong in washington dc are you are you going to get back into it what do you think
10: simple answer if donald trump is back in i'm back in with him
1: wow all right (laughs) <laughs> what is, let me ask you this, because yesterday uh, you saw something big come in Maryland. You had a uh, Trump-supported uh, Republican yeah. become the nominee for governor. That's big in in Maryland. And they, Are we at a point, do you think, that Maryland is, is ready to do something about all of this nonsense?
10: Well, I think everybody, uh, for the most part, not everybody, for the most part, are tired of the fake Republicans, the rhinos. There's a reason Donald Trump's endorsements are 147 and 10, and he's yes, undefeated yes, in the state of Maryland. He knocked out Larry Hogan's hand-chosen Rhino uh, candidate with an America First candidate, like he's doing in states of Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, across the country, uh, Wisconsin, and um, and the proof is in the results. You you might not want to believe what Donald Trump says or does, but if states are single-handedly picking his candidates. Uh, yeah. over the fake rhino establishment by a factor of 20x, then it's likely to be working.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was thinking uh, the the bad news for uh, Hogan followers is that Hogan uh, uh, supported, um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to blank on her name, um, uh, Kelly... Uh well, there goes my joke. I had a joke about Hogan's Heroes, and I completely dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Cash, I, uh, I want to thank you for being on the show, and I, I hope you realize that this show is, uh, is here for the fight, and you are welcome on this show. Uh, you have the uh, website fightwithcash.com. You got this great children's book out called The Plot Against the King. Also, you're on Truth Social. Well, you're putting a lot of stuff out there. Follow you on Truth Social. Am I forgetting anything, sir?
10: No, that's it. I hope your audience goes out and grabs a copy of The Plot Against the King at theplotagainsttheking.com. Rushgate for kids with illustrations in medieval times. If you want to see Devin and I take on Hillary Clinton, you got to pick up a copy. You're going to love it. It's
1: All right. the truth. Cash, great to have you on. God bless you, brother. Talk to you soon. Let's Thanks. take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: All right, so the joke was that Hogan's choice for governor being uh, Schultz has spells doom for the candidacy of Colonel Clink and Corporal LeBeau. That was the joke that I had the brain fart with Cash Patel on. Yeah, anyway, Cash Patel was amazing. He said he'd get right back into politics if Donald Trump becomes the president again, and he will. According to Dick uh, Dick Morris, who you heard yesterday on the show in a quite an enlightening interview. Oh, you didn't hear it? Oh, really? Well, here's your deal. You just go to the podcast. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. And if you want all of the uh, the platforms and so on, including Spotify, uh iHeartMedia, Apple Podcasts. So on Apple Podcasts, leave a five star review, will ya? Because I've run out of relatives. <laughs> anyway, if you could do that, that would be uh, that would be huge. Also, if you want Dick Morris's book, The Return, for free, it's a $28 book. Just go to return 911com return 911com I think we need a palate cleanser. You see, uh, AOC got arrested with invisible handcuffs yesterday in Washington, D.C., in front of the uh, Supreme Court. She was released on invisible bail last I night. I can
6: see her standing there. AOC, she was not restrained. It was clear to see. She was Jim Gossett. Handcuffs were not on her wrist. One minute later, she was pumping her fist. Handcuffs were on AOC. She forgot and showed us that her hands were free. She did a fist raise. Yeah. You can picture every move he will make Trusting a brain is her first mistake What brain? Handcuffs they couldn't be found <laughs> No evidence that her hands were bound Handcuffs were nowhere in sight She and Ellen Omar proved that they're not right Handcuffs nobody saw Put them in the
1: slammer because they broke the law. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen because they're Democrats. They are. They are Democrats. <laughs> that is, of course, from uh, uh, yeah, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's. And um, the comedy's catching on. I'm just going to tell you, um, you know, uh, one of the things that I have done for years is we try to make a point with humor. And, um, and I did it with Mr. Rush Limbaugh for many years. His material, uh, my material featured on his show. And now we got new material. And we have this brilliant talent named Jim Gossett who turns stuff around like that. And I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, and I always like to say use humor to disarm your opposition. I, you know what else I use? I use food because I know how to cook. And, you know, if, if, uh, if we can disagree on politics, we won't disagree on ribs unless you're a vegan. And if that's the case, you probably have an eating disorder. It's one of my mantras. Real quick, Stephen Baltimore, we got about forty-five seconds, my friend. Your thoughts, please.
5: Hey, Rob, how you doing? I got a real quick question. Two of them, actually. Um, one, the thing about the, the election in, in Maryland for governor—if you got all these—if you look at the amount of, of uh, votes that were given to all the Republicans and the amount of votes that were given to all the Democrats, mm-hmm. most likely, if those same people vote again, most likely the Republicans are not going to win that.
1: How did Larry Hogan get in office?
5: Well, Twi- twice. Seeing that, but you'd have to have independents coming into the picture, probably, or maybe get some Democrats to, to flip over. But that, Maryland that. is notorious for not having that.
1: Well, I think you're going to notice a shift this year because of Baltimore, because of COVID, because of all of the nonsense. I think we're in a different time right now. We're on a revolutionary footing, to be quite honest, and that includes uh, Democrats and Republicans. 80 percent, 85 percent of the people think the country is going in the wrong direction. I'm sure that many feel, uh, well, maybe not that high, but many of those feel the same way about the leadership in Maryland. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, so the third hour of the show got a lot of stuff. Um, Do you think that you uh, got a raise last year at work? Well, it was under like 5%. Uh, You didn't. Uh, You can thank Joe Biden for that. Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary, who is uh, transphobic because he knows nothing about transportation. He uh, gets confronted on Capitol Hill about uh, Joe Biden's broken brain, and uh, he has no answer. And he also... Uh, basically does a let-them-eat-cake argument about those who can't afford electric cars. Among other things, the last hour of the show is right ahead. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Have you guys signed up for Stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer. And to get discounts you won't find anywhere else. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies, or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: And T-minus one day until Friday, ladies and gentlemen. My word for the day is going to be jabba-jabba-do. Joe Biden uh, double vaccinated and double jabbed, and he's got COVID this morning. uh, This afternoon, wherever you are. Joe Biden has tested positive for COVID. Here is the First Lady of the United States. Jill Biden, who puts the ding in dingbat, uh, talking with a mask on, surrounded by Secret Service agents with masks on, even though uh, mask uh, mandates were ended months ago and nobody died. My
2: husband tested positive for COVID. I talked to him just a few minutes ago. He's doing fine. He's feeling good. Uh, I tested negative this morning. I am. Going they must
1: have used protection.
2: And to keep my schedule, I am, according to CDC guidelines, I am keeping masks.
1: Okay, well, that's a CDC guideline that ended months ago. Thought you should know that the CDC guideline ended months ago on public transportation and wearing a mask is pointless, particularly the the, uh, the what, the little cloth mask that you're wearing there. Why didn't he wear it yesterday when he was in uh, Massachusetts speaking to a crowd of less than 10 people? Why, why didn't he wear a mask yesterday? Why didn't he wear a mask when he was in Saudi Arabia and he was uh, glad-handing the, uh, the dictator of Saudi Arabia? When he was uh, fist bumping, also I, I heard there was some uh, some footage. He apparently back in 1941 or so, when he was in his 20s, may have uh, high fived Hitler at some point. Not sure about that. Not sure about that. But uh, the president of the United States does have COVID, and of course we do wish him well uh, with uh, with COVID. But um, you know, your argument about uh, vaccines is kind of moot at this point, don't you think? Don't you? Don't you think? I mean, Anna, yeah. uh, uh, Joe Biden ordered 105 million rounds of vaccine in the fall which means three point two billion dollars to big pharma and nobody wants to take the vaccine particularly parents of toddlers kids five and under Remember, they said it was okay to do a vaccine for kids five and under makes about a sense about as much sense as saying yeah your eight-year-old can change genders at this point, honestly, when you think about it, and I would venture to say that your son having his penis removed by the time he goes through puberty is a little more dangerous than uh, getting a vaccine for COVID, which uh, the uh, what the fatality rate on young kids under five is like point zero 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 seven percent, so almost non-existent. But there you go. Oh, and then 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 some more news yesterday. The uh, president of the United States says he has uh what we are going to call uh he has kansheimers yesterday the president of the united states uh, repeated a story that he has said in the past about growing up in delaware apparently the oil used to fall from the skies in delaware and he'd go out and he'd uh, go to wipe the frost off his, his windshield on his uh, buggy i guess i don't know whatever anyway and there there'd be oil on on the on the windshield in uh, in uh, in delaware so I mean, I, I remember back in the seventies, I was a little boy, and and pollution was much worse in the seventies. And it, it took and literally took an ad campaign featuring a Native American crying that made people say, you know, I don't think I should show trash out my window anymore. I know this is weird to you millennials; you don't even know what you you know what's going on. But literally back in the seventies, people used to go to McDonald's, you throw the trash out the window, and and because we're such a hateful, awful nation that ran Native Americans off their land, uh, it took a Native American in an ad to uh, stop us from polluting stuff. And then, uh, of course, then came all the climate change nonsense, and they said the world was cooling, and then they said it was heating, and now they're saying it's just climate change to cover everything. And and you know what's kind of weird? Before I get into uh, Joe Biden's uh, Kansheimer's diagnosis, uh, this is, uh, I guess, about 1967 or so. It was also hot in the summer. Hot town, summer
8: in the city, back of my neck.
1: I believe Sly and the Family Stone also said they would have hot fun in the summertime because in the summer it's hot.
8: Bend down, isn't a pity? seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, hotter than a match yeah.
1: You know, I'm going to have to agree with uh, people walking around looking half dead. Uh, we're kind of seeing history repeat itself. That said, here's the president yesterday unveiling to everyone that after living in Delaware, Uh, With oil on his windshield, which previously he said he uh, caused his asthma, now says that he literally has cancer because of the oil falling from the sky. And I know it doesn't make the oil falling in the sky in Delaware.
5: And guess what? The first frost, you know what was
1: happening? You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. Were you parked under a jiffy lube? That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up with have cancer. And why I can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer
9: rate in the nation.
1: All right, there you go. He has uh, Alzheimer's, And it's kind of weird because here's what the uh, White House, when they walk this back, as so many things. White
9: House has retracted a statement made by the U.S. President Joe Biden during... There's a- in Sky News in Australia. ...speech that he's made and in- They're
1: a little more accurate than the American media.
9: Massachusetts overnight. The president was discussing the effects of oil refinery emissions when he indicated that he had cancer.
1: And guess what? The first frost... You know ...what was happening. You had to put on your windshield... Wiper. There came a killer frost and a pony she named Wildfire. That's an old song. ...to get literally the oil
5: slick off the window. That's why I, I...
9: I think I'd
5: move. So damn any other people I grew up have cancer.
9: The White House clarified the president had non-melanoma skin cancer Yeah, before taking office last year. Yeah, sure, mm,
1: yeah. you know what that's caused by? Mm, yeah, uh, the sun. Uh, the sun. So oil, uh, fossil fuel, did not cause Joe Biden's cancer, asthma, Alzheimer's. Uh, it was actually the sun, which is uh, what fuels... I guess solar power. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? Isn't that just a little bit uh isn't that just a little bit uh ironic, wouldn't you say, that he'd say that <clears throat> oil falling from the sky in in uh Delaware, I guess happened back in the eighteen fifties or whatever. Uh and uh, it turns out that he doesn't have Canzheimers. Well he may have cancer well, he has Canzheimers, he just doesn't have asthma. And uh, the Kanzheimer's was not caused by uh, fossil fuels falling from the sky, which is, I'm assuming, the point he was trying to make when he went to Massachusetts yesterday. Instead, uh, the Kanzheimer's that he has is caused by uh, the sun. The sun there. Oh, yeah, and here's his greeting in Massachusetts. This is Massachusetts. This is liberal Massachusetts yesterday. Yeah, he's driving in there. And they got the, uh, he's getting flipped off, by the way. People are saying, let's go, Brandon, which you all know means uh, F.U. Biden. Yeah, or F. Joe Biden, I guess is what it means. But that, literally, this is in Massachusetts. This is the leftist, like, state in the country. Elizabeth Warren comes from Massachusetts, by the way. There you go. Uh, and I know there's some profanity. That's why I'm talking really loud over that. Because <laughs> I just got the sound bite. And I know that they they had some, uh, you know, them some... Uh, some uh, profanity in there but uh yeah he he went to this he was going to unveil the climate emergency we got a climate emergency by the way there's a climate emergency and the the president has said we're going to put some windmills off the uh, coast in places where the elites don't live to to solve it. (laughs) It's fantastic. Oh, my God. It's just so fantastic. So um, we're going to get to more on that. But I do want to mention this, because while Joe Biden went to Massachusetts, where he was greeted very poorly, with nobody going to see his uh, presser in the middle of an abandoned, I don't know, what the hell. Uh, factory yard where they might film a Batman movie I guess but nobody was there and he, he spoke uh, saying things that nobody gives a rat's behind about uh, and then we hear this yesterday 75% of our middle class say that their income is falling behind the cost of living now um, if you've been listening to this show you'll recall about a m- couple months ago I said that if you were living paycheck to paycheck during the Trump administration um, you're not making it to the paycheck at the beginning of the, uh, the Biden administration, you're living paycheck to paycheck, which just happened, by the way. Uh, but now you're not making it there. And, and this, this basically says that. Inflation and looming recession, we're already in a recession, have left middle class Americans feeling glum about household finances and the U.S. economy. According to this new uh, survey, 75% of Americans with incomes between 30 dollars and $100,000 say their income is falling behind inflation, meaning you have to put in stuff on credit cards and stuff. Yeah, According to a survey by a Georgia-based uh, financial services company, Primerica, that's up 67% as recently as March, indicating a dramatic surge in the number of middle-class Americans feeling burdened by inflation. Yesterday, I was noticing how my computer was starting to act up a little bit, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to replace the computer because the computer's been acting up. And my god, what was happening was my computer, I had the guys from Geek Squad come out, and they said, your computer's overheating. And I said, oh, oh, okay. So I got a fan in front of the computer because in this room with the uh, TV lights on, it gets a little bit warm. And and my wife and I got a utility bill on Monday that I shared on the air. Our electric bill went from $230 last year at this time to $433. So yesterday I'm like, what the hell's wrong with my computer? I'm getting ready to call the geek squad. I walk out of the hall and my wife has the thermostat during the daytime set at 78. And I said, uh, no, 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 we can't do this. I mean, cut some other things, but No. If I want 78 degrees, I'll go outside. So 77% of us think the economy is uh, entering a recession by the end of the year. 61% of those middle-income uh, Americans say they expect the economy to be worse off a year from now. Just 14% say they expect it to be better because they're smoking. Maybe that's is 14% of the, the country is pot legal. 41% say inflation is their top concern. Being uh, able to pay for food is the top concern of 26%. Paying for food in the uh, country of plenty. Oddly enough, uh, uh, global warming or now climate change is not on the list. You know what's on the list also? Uh, Our open border and our sovereignty being flushed down the toilet. You know what's not on the list? Gender transition for your children. Yeah, those kind of things. But this is what they're doing to us right now. They are suffering indignities upon us, and they're trying to start a fight. I really, really believe that. They're poking the pitbull intentionally. They're trying to start a fight. They're going to get a fight. They think it's only with Trump supporters, but they're wrong, because there are a lot of Democrats that are going to join the fight. Is it a physical fight? No. But there's going to be a fight. Now, I've got uh, more news on the economy. Uh, Jobless claims at an eight-month high. We've got uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, news stories that prove that the Democrats, where they're going right now, is purely evil. And then, of course, uh, Pete Buttigieg and John Kerry talking about why you should buy an electric car even though you can't afford groceries, among other things. Oh, and Mara Flores is going to join us on the show today. Newly elected from a district in Texas that had been Democrat for 150 years. All of that and more coming up on this Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show.
0: For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show.
1: So you know, I uh, I'm not a medical expert, but I think that uh, maybe COVID is sexually transmitted. I know it sounds kind of weird, but I do believe that uh, uh, I think it's I think the president may have gotten COVID because of how badly uh, he and the United States got screwed in Saudi Arabia. I think that's actually what happened. I do. Unemployment's back up again, by the way. Some Jim Gossett.
6: Things aren't swell. and I not great. We may have a collapse at this rate. Yes, mister. Joe has failed,
1: failed and hard. Crown Prince.
6: Biden is coming up
1: empty. Assume what position? Okay. Joe's too old.
6: Joe's too old. His bill back there as a joke. Should <laughs> resign. Do it now. Biden is coming up. Empty. And that's his head. Inflation swells. Watch it grow. We are going to hell under Joe. He has lost. It's clear to see. What a cost to you and me. It's a joke. Take the Congress back in twice. 20- and is coming up empty for me and for you
1: there you go that's from uh, jim gossett uh, two s's and two t's uh, by the way real quick uh jim lives in atlanta and uh and i've been working with jim for years and jim does stage shows in Atlanta, and uh, we are going to tell you where to go when uh, he's performing again, and then hopefully, as the show grows and we get on stage, maybe Jim will be part of the act. We'll see. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, Joe Biden is not thinking at all. So uh, anyway, JimGossipComedy.com. Americans <laughs> selling jobless claims, claims at the highest level in eight months. Uh, applications for jobless aid for the week ending July 16th rose by 7,000 to 251,000 from the previous weeks, 244,000. Uh, that's the most since November the 13th of 2021 when 265,000 Americans applied for benefits. So uh, there you go. There is, uh, there is that. And then there's the uh, President of the United States trying to push us into uh, this climate change nonsense. And it is absolute nonsense. And we're seeing it collapse around the world in places like Sri Lanka, where they literally a year ago told farmers you got to use organic um, fertilizer. Now, uh, there is a reason why we use uh, fertilizer, ammonium, uh, um, nitrate, is what it is. And that's what they used in, in Iowa when I was growing up. And, uh, and it's because it is um, uh, very effective for, for causing uh, yields to increase. And if you just use... Uh, crap which is what natural fertilizer is a there's not enough crap to fertilize the world's fields unless you live near washington dc and so we've raised uh, the food production levels to unbelievable levels using technology and ammonium nitrate among other things and uh they did that in sri lanka and the uh, the farmers went out of business and they stormed the capital and the president escaped on a plane with a pallet of money and then they did the same damn thing in the Netherlands. They told the same thing to the Netherlands farmers. Netherlands number two in the world as far as agricultural production behind us. And they rolled tractors into the streets. And they're still protesting there. President Joe Biden on Wednesday announced new executive actions he said will take uh, to com- combat climate change. Though he came up short of declaring a national climate emergency as environmental activists have demanded. Now, if he did that... Uh, I believe you would start to see tractors rolling on Washington, D.C., because we can't do this anymore. All of this. All of this nonsense. You know it. I know it. And that he would go out yesterday in the midst of all of the turmoil that's going on in our country, with people not being able to feed themselves, and then double down on idiocy in Somerset, Massachusetts, talking about spending to alleviate the effects of the extreme heat, even though it's freaking summer! What they're doing is they're, see what they're doing is they're doing what they do after uh, school shootings. Uh, they immediately go after something that's been on their agenda forever, and they use the, that condition to pass worthless gun safety legislation like they did two weeks ago through both houses of Congress. So it's hot. So the president goes, hey, 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 actually his handlers say, uh, let's send them to Massachusetts and, uh, and let's throw a bunch more money at this crap, including some, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, windmills and whatnot. And, and he says the funding, by the way, is going to help communities increase resilience to heat waves, droughts, wildfires, flood hurricanes, and other hazards by preparing before disaster strikes. Now realize in this country and around the world, we have always had heat waves, drought, wildfires, floods, hurricanes, and other hazards. Thought you should know that. It's not like you're going, hurricane? What the hell is a hurricane? What is it? It's a storm? Are you kidding me? What, a wildfire? California never sees wildfires. Only every freaking year. Biden spoke about the new guidance from the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, which is run by a transgendered individual. We'll talk about that later. Uh, if funding for the low-income home energy assistance program in there, community cooling centers, Whatever, always you know kind of about as good as as, as those open air drug markets in San Francisco, by the way, and then of course, all the other falderall wind uh, wind farms in the Gulf of Mexico, Galveston, Texas, Lake Charles, Louisiana, certainly not off the East Coast, certainly not off the west coast, because you know that's where the elites live. I got some great audio from uh, Kamala Harris, uh, also uh, Pete Buttigieg yesterday doubling down on his elitism. Your calls welcome, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. So I just got an email from someone, said that uh, Dan Cox won 22 of 24 counties in Democrat Socialist Republican in Maryland and beat Larry Hogan's choice of uh, Kelly Schultz for the uh, governorship of, uh, or I should say the candidacy for Republican governor in the state of Maryland. And Larry Hogan, Hogan, yesterday said that he was not going to endorse Dan Cox because he's a, what is it, QAnon conspiracy theorist or something. Well, you know what, nobody uh, conservative knows what the hell that is. So... Just go to the dustbin of history with you, Larry Hogan. You dope. And by the way, also they, I believe they might be uh, hiring at MSNBC. Apparently, the new uh, head of CNN wants to bring <laughs> he wants to bring uh, <clears throat> Joe and Mika over to CNN because CNN's ratings are so terrible that they want to bring over Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. It's just wow. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Let's go to Bob in uh, Parkville, Maryland. Hello there, Bob, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. You want to talk about Joe Biden's uh, cancer, canzheimers. He has canzheimers. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, he, uh talking about skin cancer yeah. caused by oil and all this business. No, it's caused by the sun. All right. Yeah. That's, that's where it's from, directly from the sun. Yes. Or from under those lamps that you go, go into a, a, have a,
1: a yeah, the UV lamps, the, yeah. the tanning booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the tanning booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overexposure to that. Yeah, that's but, exactly uh, what it's about. It's 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 caused say- by it's caused by the same stuff that uh, Biden wants to run the power or the country on, which is solar power. That's what caused his cancer.
5: I tell you what, he's running the power of, what about the power of his country, but I can't repeat it over the air.
1: Well, I understand.
5: I, uh, that. <laughs> I had yes. skin cancer myself. Yes. The late Steve McQueen. Yes. melanoma, yes, that's the worst part. I know. He had, you know what this guy in the White House would tell you if he caught melanoma? What? He, he's going to have a cure. There is no. Oh, cure yeah, I thought he was
1: going to cure cancer. That's that's true. You're right, Bob. He, he died, uh, just he
5: 50 years old. Steve McQueen did, and he exactly every last son he had to try and find a cure for it. There was none. Uh-huh. I had skin cancer myself. Yes. A little dot, red dot on my right forearm years ago. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't cure itself. So my wife said, well, We're going to go to a dermatologist, which yes. she, uh, she took me there. I yes. wouldn't have gone without her. Yes. But um, that's my late wife. Yes. Uh, doctor looked at it. Dermatologist, you got cancer there. Yes. died.
1: Did they cut it off? What did they do? I'm going to have
5: to examine the rest of your
1: skin. Let's cut to the chase here. Go ahead. I but...
5: had cancer. Everything was fine except my left eye. I had cancer under my left eye. Oh, dear Lord. And he told my wife, he said, if you got him here six months out of the way, he would be dead.
1: Yeah, Except oh, yeah. That's
5: the one straight through my left eye to my brain. All
1: right. Thanks for the call, Bob. I do appreciate it. Um, you know, and, and this is kind of funny because I'm at the age of my life. You know, I'm in mid-50s. Every time I go to the dermatologist, I have something frozen or burned off. Yeah, have you noticed that? You're going to get that eventually. <clears throat> wasn't caused by oil falling from the sky. It was actually caused by uh, sun exposure, which is what the Biden administration wants everything to run on, which is not possible. And also all of our solar panels come from China and all of our batteries come from China and all of that. But, you know, other than that, nothing to say. And this is kind of interesting. There's kind of a pattern going here. Um, For instance, uh, during the height of COVID, uh, our leaders told us that we had to wear masks, told us that we had to close down our businesses, told us that we couldn't go to church, told us we couldn't have gatherings, and in the height of all of it, uh, Anthony Fauci went to a baseball game throughout the first pitch and sat with his friends without a mask on, which would have surely meant death. I mean, immediate death for somebody who was 81 years old. Then you had Nancy Pelosi. Her comorbidity is, uh, well, being an awful person and also being 81 years old, now 82. And yet she ordered a little uh, hairdresser that she went to open, didn't wear a mask, went into the hairdresser to get her hair done, and which surely should have been a death sentence, Right. Right? Uh, and look, Oh, 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 and then, then of course, Gavin Newsom. In the height of the pandemic, he said that you can't dine out. You cannot go into a restaurant. You can't open your restaurant. And he goes to a restaurant called the French Laundry. To show you how out of touch really filthy elites are, they go to a restaurant that's actually called a laundry. Okay? I mean, you know the food's got to be pretty highfalutin if you're willing to call it the laundry. It'd be like calling it the the French toilet repair, you know, something like that. You don't, you don't expect that. Oh my God, the French laundry, that food is incredible at that laundry and do yourself a favor, bring your dry cleanables because they'll do those while you're waiting. But anyway, he went and sat with like 20 people and they spent $24,000 on booze. It literally $1,000 apiece on booze. And then afterwards, after sitting unmasked, surely a death sentence during the height of COVID, he said, oh, gosh darn it, what was I thinking? I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see this happening. We are in the middle of a, a climate crisis. Everybody's going to die. The sea levels are rising. And uh, uh, Barack Obama's bought two beachfront properties, one in Martha's Vineyard and one in Hawaii. And all of the elites live on the coast and all of the elites want to be as close to the water as possible now if you believed in uh, global warming and the sea levels rising then you'd think that maybe John Kerry'd want to build a house in Des Moines because sooner or later that's going to be beachfront front property right yeah but no 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 John Kerry's flying around the world in a private jet While he's asking you to uh, drive around in a little crappy, unsafe uh, electric car that is uh, unaffordable and worthless. Because in most cities in America, your uh, clean-burning electric car runs on coal or natural gas, both fossil fuels. So there you go. Here is a report about John Kerry living the high life while he's asking you, well you are the low life according to them, to live on less.
11: The nation's climate czar, yeah we have one, John Kerry called out for being an energy hypocrite. Federal data now showing Kerry's massive carbon footprint because his family's gas-guzzling private jet.
1: You know they say if you have a big footprint
11: has racked up 48 trips since President Biden was sworn in. I'm
1: thinking that it's not true in this case.
11: John Kerry's family ride has put out more than 300 metric tons of carbon dioxide. I looked it up at the EPA website. That is equivalent to driving 747,000 miles in a gas fuel vehicle.
1: Now that's like driving your car to the moon and back and then back to the moon.
11: One more point. You can never find parking there. hypocrisy. Right now, the White House is pushing massive spending to kill fossil fuels, making gas scarce.
1: Yeah, and if you don't believe me, uh, just go to uh, Biden climate advisor, Gina McCarthy. Here's what she has to say as you and your family are suffering.
2: He's going to make it clear that just because Congress couldn't get it done, he is going to move forward with every power available to him to make the change and the shift to clean energy.
1: And I'm just gonna say right now, Uh, You can uh, take your electric vehicles and shove them. And I really mean that. Uh, Before I was on the fence, I was kind of like, you know, I might consider going to, uh, you know, uh, an electric vehicle. And now I'm just like, you know what? Um, I'm not going to buy an electric car, and I am going to buy an AR. I'm not kidding. I wish I were. Uh, I'm buying an AR because they're trying to make them illegal, and I'm not buying an electric car because they're crap. There you go. Oh, my God, he just said that about electric vehicles. He'll never get electric vehicle sponsorship. Well, you know what? Take your electric vehicle sponsorship and shove them. Because most Americans can't get a regular car right now. They can't afford it, and they can't find it. Because the bloody... The the the, the chain, uh, the, the supply chain... Sorry, my electric brain needs to be recharged. But uh, the, the, the whole damn uh, uh, transportation secretary, our transportation secretary, isn't, isn't fixing the supply chain problem. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse. I've got some more information on that. They are literally striking, truckers are striking and blocking the ports on the West Coast. Two big ports in L.A., the ones that Joe Biden went to a year ago, said everything was going to be cool. And Pete Ed says everything's going to be cool. Well, apparently, Gavin Newsom wants to uh, make it incredibly difficult for non-union truck drivers to pick up loads from those ports. And then also, he's putting restrictions on the kinds of trucks. You can't have an older truck. You think that your store shelves are kind of empty now? You think your gas prices are high now? This is the plan, kids. This is the plan. Here's, here, this is Kamala uh, Harris. She was on some sort of idiotic stage yesterday, like the Essence Foundation or something, whatever. Uh, anyway, she's sitting on stage making jokes about people being so desperate, they're Googling how to make their own gas.
2: Yeah, what we need to do domestically, what we need to do to bring down the cost of gas. Ah! Well, right? <laughs> right? seen a meme the other day that said me googling online how to make gas at yes, home. Yes,
1: the vice president of the United States is being interviewed by an idiot.
6: Oh, okay. Oh, don't do that. Don't
1: do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe a few years back, we might have not even considered sitting down with somebody this ignorant. Yeah,
2: what we need to do domestically, what we need to do to bring down the cost of gas. Uh, well, right? <laughs> uh, right? seen a meme the other day that says me googling online how to make gas. I,
1: I saw a meme the other day.
2: Yes at, at home. Okay. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I ride in the motorcade of SUVs, you little peons making your own gas. Please don't do
6: that. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, nothing's funny about this. There's not a damn thing funny about this. It's really bad. It really sucks. And the Biden administration's making it suck. And listen to this. House Democrats are blocking a motion to prohibit Joe Biden from selling U.S. oil to China. Uh, China's our enemy. I don't know if you knew that. House Democrats blocked a motion Wednesday that would have prevented President Joe Biden from selling oil drawn from the United States Strategic Oil Reserve to send to China. This is our Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is supposed to be used, by the way, for uh, emergencies, for a national emergency. And they're sending it to China to a company that is uh, CCP-owned and is also a private equity firm, Hunter Biden co-founded. Yeah. 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 Actually, he's got a, a two billion. Uh, he's got a stake in this company. Here is uh, Congressman David Valadeo talking about this bill they tried to pass, but it didn't pass because Democrats are cool with our strategic petroleum reserve going to our enemy.
6: Uh, this amendment would prohibit the Department of Energy from sending America's strategic petroleum reserves to China. Supporting this language is common sense, especially since uh, we need to focus our increase focus on increasing energy production and not supporting from our adversaries while Americans are still suffering for from-
1: Okay. So um, the, uh, while you and I are suffering, while I just read that uh, 72% of us are not even able to make it to the paycheck right now, uh, we sent $50 billion to Ukraine for a war that we have no interest in, uh, and we don't know where the money went. We do know that a lot of the arms that we're sending are being sold on the black market. We do know that the, the eighty plus billion dollars worth of arms that we left in Afghanistan are being sold on the black market. We do know that Ukraine is one of the most corrupt governments in the history of the world, and we just sent them an ATM card with no limit. And while all of this is happening, we are suffering indignities, including our strategic petroleum reserve being sent to our enemies. They're poking the pit bull. They want to start a fight. I've got more on this. The Secretary of Transportation and his tone-deaf elitism on the way. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show.
0: Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: This is uh, rather metaphorical for the elite of Washington, D.C. AOC, you know, she uh, got uh, hauled off from the uh, Supreme Court. She was sitting down in the middle of the street like a little child, uh, not getting a candy bar at the ca- at the, uh, the registered grocery store when uh, mom says no. No. Anyway, so she uh, she got arrested there, and uh, she was hauled off by police, and she pretended to have uh, handcuffs on, and, and then of course she raised her hand, uh, you know, in defiance to the crowd. It's uh, pointless because you know the Roe v. Wade's already rescinded. So the only way you can really do it is I don't know, do like Democrat like Republicans have done, and uh, and plan, and eventually get Roe v. Wade uh, repealed. Um, and instead they want to throw a temper tantrum and and think that's going to actually work. It's not. It's pointless. It's stupid. Now, uh, she, of course, had to do a, are you ready for this? She had to do and pay a $50 fine. And she said, I'm going to pay it tomorrow. Cash, baby. That's what she said. Yeah. So uh, anyway, she also said that um, uh, she uh, actually did have handcuffs on. Uh, in a video posted on the Instagram, uh, she addressed reports that she had faked being in handcuffs during arrest. She quoted, this is what her, she said, Republicans' favorite hobby is to make conspiracy theories out of everything to distract you and keep you from talking about what's actually important, which is the fact that they are trying to take away from your right to bodily autonomy. See, that didn't make any damn sense. I thought you should know. If I was faking that, okay, the the, the handcuffs, listen to this, listen. If I was, I'll talk to her, like her, if I was like faking that, like why would I intentionally fist pump somebody? You were faking like you had handcuffs behind your back and you fist pumped and that's how we really discovered that you weren't wearing handcuffs. You know? So uh, this is what she thinks of you. Uh, This is what she thinks of the media when everybody knows this moron. Uh, and I'll just call her a moron, you know. I, I, I'm not afraid to call names. They call me names. I'm a white supremacist. I'm a, you know this and I'm that because I'm conservative. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a terrorist. I'm a deplorable. What? Who cares? So I can call AOC an idiot because she's an idiot. And then this. And then this. You got uh, Representative Ro Khanna, a Democrat from California, and uh, Ro Khanna says that we still don't have baby formula on our shelves. So the supply chain crisis continues by the way yeah uh the uh, operation fly formula you know that thing that they were all gonna save america and they were gonna fly in the formula and all that stuff for babies and kamala harris went to i think uh dulles and was there when a military transport loaded with uh, baby formula from europe we had to beg europe for baby formula and she was there to get the uh, photo op and all that uh well roe connor a democrat said that only produced one week of baby formula uh, Kana also stated that he doesn't understand why we haven't increased purchases of baby formula from Europe. Well, uh, the reason being is you've got people in charge of the country that want to make you suffer. They want to bring down the United States. And they want to cause some sort of an uprising they can put down. I really believe this. I'm really starting to believe this a lot for a variety of reasons. One is they can't explain why they're intentionally causing all of the suffering that they're causing. You look at baby baby formula shortage, you look at making that's energy dependent, you look at the dramatic increase in the price of fuel and the price of food and how impossible it will be for farmers to even go to the fields this fall if they did plant crops to harvest them because honestly, they might as well plow them under, but they won't even plow them under because that would require gas. So they probably just let them sit there. Operation Fly Formula has only produced a week of baby formula, so we just have to be far more aggressive. And I have said in the mo- in the morning, afternoon, and evening every day, we have to be talking about the economy and driving down food prices, gas prices, and making more things in the U.S. This, according to Rokana. Well, you can say that all you want, but your administration, the one you're behind, is doing none of that. They're just doing lip service. Let's take a break. Uh, we will have the Mayor Pete audio coming up, among other things. The number here is 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. I think they're trying to pick a fight with us. Um, They're throwing all these indignities at us. They're telling us that our children need to change their uh, gender when they're uh, prepubescent. They are uh, opening the border. They are driving energy prices and food prices through the ceiling. Uh, That's just a feeling I get. And then the uh, ports of California are shut down. Things are only going to get worse. Uh, I've got much more on this. Your phone calls is 800-922-6680. Oh, we're also going to have fun. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show right after this. Stick around. Hey, guys, it's Carson. These trying times have caused Americans to consider a firearm or to add to their collection. Check out European American Armory Corporation. They specialize in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Whether you're looking for concealed carry or full-sized in three popular calibers, they have them. Now, if you are a first-time gun owner, you might consider the EAA All-in-One 9mm MC9s Strike Fire Pistols that come fully equipped in a sleek, light, and ergonomic package. EEA's lineup also includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense. Plus, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA. EAA says skip the big names, get the quality, and the features you deserve, and let them earn your respect. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer.